There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2020 season preview for the Gold Coast Suns. So what we're going to do is go through each team, have a quick look back at uh, season 2019, and then uh, what's in store for them for 2020. So starting off with last year's Wooden Spooners, the Gold Coast Suns, uh, only three wins for the year and obviously finished 18th. So what do you think were the highlights for them for the uh, 2019 season? Uh, getting a priority pick. I think that, that kind that of was, happened after the season. But. Uh, it's in part of the 2019 season area happened in 2019 yeah happened, okay. dur- happened during the season so i'm counting that as the 2019 season plus it was approved before the end of the year anyway yeah i i guess so and you know it's it's all about looking forward to 2020 um with those, those picks and really the way that gold coast are trying to build their list now um they're looking at i'd say 2022 23 i mean Getting half the team that isn't able to drink is probably uh, yeah. an interesting way to go about it. Good move for the Gold Coast. And they don't have much like media pressure in the off-season, do they? Do they have any media presence at all? I think they they gladly take pr- uh, pressure if it meant any attention whatsoever. Yeah, I, t- I reckon half the team could walk around Melbourne and still be non-recognised. Yeah. I don't know, man. They'll have recruiters all over them. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they might get recognised, yeah. <laughs> Tom um, Harley walking behind them all. Yeah. So, I mean, they are looking good in... They've got the best 18 and 19 year old team running around at the moment. You know, in the TAC Cup, they probably do really, really well. Well, they'll smash the Neefel too. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the field this year, I mean, they did uh, put three, string three wins together um, early on in the season, all by single digits, uh, mind you. I think their total winning margin uh, for the year was 10 points. Yeah. Does, no, do we know how much they have any close losses? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, round one they lost by a point, and I think they lost to Melbourne um, with a mad dash. With, oh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody hit the post um, yeah. late in the game. Well, uh, I mean, that's not a lost, terrible. In a clusterfuck of a game, they lost to Saint Kilda twice by a combined margin of five points. There you are. There you are. Um, so they had some close ones, but they had some fucking blowouts. Yes, well, um, that's to be expected for the side that finishes eighteenth. But uh, I guess another highlight is none by over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yep. it's the first time in the last couple of years they've done that. Yeah, it's, it's been a little while. They've gone a whole season. Um, as for highlights, I also I put down um, Jared Witz. So Witz was named co-captain this year. And there was uh, more than one game where he absolutely dominated. Um, and mm. I think was leading the league at one stage in hitouts to advantage or yeah. just playing old hitouts, one or the other. Uh, for a bloke that was an an off-cut from uh, Collingwood a few years ago. He's got, got to say, he's gone up there and made the most of it, and uh, he's going to have a, you know, a long career with Gold Coast now. Well, they've had a bit of a history of actually having a bit of talent in their midfield, really. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of holding on to them. But Always. It seems like a lot of people have made a decent crack again, a second chance there. 
Um, there's just as many that have made a decent uh, retirement fund. Well, you know, especially at the start. Yeah, there were people that just made a few extra bucks, extended their career by a season or two. Yeah. Um, put that in their retirement fund. Uh, Nathan Bock, I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, he it wasn't Robinson Crusoe. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yep. Uh, we sent a couple up there too. Um, I think that they have uh, announced a few extra signings during the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think none bigger than um, uh, King. Uh, because mm. all the talk was about not if, but when he goes to join his brother at St Kilda. Yeah. Now, you think there's two brothers who are talking about, how about I come join you? Oh, mate, do you really want to? Like, I, I could probably join you, mate. Yeah. It's, it's not going great. Oh, fuck. Do you reckon we just go somewhere else? <laughs> well, big Benny King up in uh, uh, the Gold Coast, he was talked about all year, like, you know, they're a St Kilda family and all that. And I think, I don't know what St Kilda family means. I think it just means they barracked for St Kilda. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's. Uh, didn't do any media, but everyone said it's you know when is he going to sign with St Kilda? You know, do they get him this year, they, or do they wait till next year when his two year contract's up? And they re-signed him. I'm like, good on you. You know what they should do? Go after Max. Yeah, yeah, Throw, yeah I think that's fair enough. To be honest, they'd be remiss not to, because they should go after anyone talented. They have a chance of getting yeah. it. Every team should always. Um, and it would be great to have you know those two bookending your side in a couple of years' time. Yeah, and Benny King, I mean, obviously had a good season, but. He's got a lot more ability to shine up the Gold Coast and probably push his price up, get a few more options. Yeah. Well, you get paid well back. There. Yeah. Um, his highlight of the year, though, was punching a teammate well, uh, you know, accidentally. So probably deserved it. <laughs> I mean, it was a highlight, though. Well, it is, isn't it? It's got to be. I was keeping up with the Gold Coast tr- tradition as well. Who was that teammate? Can we name him? Oh, How many Gold Coast players can we name? Uh, a few, because I looked at the list today, <laughs> doing research for this. But yeah, right, well, I got Brandon Ellis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've got more. Richmond players named Ellis up there. Yep, yep. <laughs> so stick with that. Um, all right, so we've done the highs <laughs> as uh, short as they were. The lows, I mean, there's one really, isn't it? And that's 19 losses in a row yep. to finish off the year. And, and Well, yeah, to start the season 3-1. Yeah. And that is your last winning game in round four. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? And really, they didn't look competitive for most of those other games. Uh, the margins, like we said, didn't get into triple figures, but only because teams were resting. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of times for Gold Coast through the years, there's always been something to, you know, have some sort of resemblance of an excuse where they've yeah. got cold games coming up, so they haven't got the facilities, um, yeah. they're struggling to keep players, but they've had a lot of talent there that they've got rid of this yeah. season that basically just are shit. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know what you do. I don't see that game plan either. Yeah. Like, they're not playing the um, keep away handball game that some teams play. Yeah, yeah. They're not playing the run out the half back line that some teams play. They're not. They're just playing a scramble for a lot of it. A little bit. I I do think that they are trying to do a game plan. They just are not skillful enough to carry it out yet. So you can't see it. You know what yeah, I, mean? Yeah. I mean? And I've got nothing to base that on. It's just they can't well, be let's doing be nothing. How many times did you watch Gold, Gold Coast play when they weren't playing your team? No, no not a lot. No, never. never. Um, no. I think I watched maybe three. Like, for the whole season. If I did, it was only because there was absolutely nothing else on. There was nothing yeah. good to watch. You know, even um, when they started, when they were terrible, you'd watch because, oh, well, you know what? Gary Ablett's still it, as good as ever. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, I watch live sport over anything else on TV. So yeah. if it's yeah. live, I watch it. But think of it, all right, who's the highlight to watch there? And it was like um, Wits. Um, although yeah, I, I did watch every minute of the last round just because they fucking gifted Jeremy Cameron <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Um but, I mean, you're right, though. There wasn't anything you go, you know what, I'm going to tune in for that. There, yeah. There's some excitement there. Even they had, you know, uh, the number one draft pick, 
um, running out for them. Um, and, and you didn't see Lukosius or Ranking, um, you know, dominating. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't either. Oh, sorry, they didn't have the number one draft pick either. That was uh, Sam Walsh, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. keep going. But uh, I, I think you end up with that sort of Melbourneitis when you expect too much from a, a first-year rookie. Yeah. It might have been pick two, pick three or whatever. And the same next year. It's not until three or four years later you actually see them star. Yeah, but Sam Walsh was pick one. And yeah. We saw him star this year. Yeah. Okay, that is an exceptional talent, um, obviously. But they had two other picks in the top five or top six. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think Ben King was six. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Sam Walsh was a star for his age. Yeah. It, he wasn't in the All-Australian conversation or anything. No, I no. I don't think anybody has. No, no. You the only times you'd be in that conversation as a rookie is if you're coming from another league but even, back in those days. But Carlton um, supporters would turn up to see, you know what, there's Sam Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Look at that. They turn up to say, you know, to be able to say in five years' time, oh, I was there for his first game. Yeah. That's what they're turning up for. And that's fine. You get a bit of hope about it. I think that's what every team should have. But I I hope Rankine and Lukosius and that turn into that sort of player. Yeah. The problem yeah. is you don't know if they'll turn into that sort of player and still be at Gold Coast. Exactly. Did they restructure their coaching setup? This year or yeah, end of the year, year so far. End of the year, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really kind of us to um, not have a highlight of the week, so we didn't overshadow the highlights of Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, and they did uh, in, in the other lowlights. They did lose um, one or two more players. Um, you know, obviously Jack Martin, um, which we'll get to when we do the uh, the outs. But um, it, I think at least they didn't lose any of their first or second year, you know, their top 10 picks yeah, yeah. Um, that they've had the last couple of years. And look, up pickups that they got aren't terrible either. Like, I mean, they're not great, a bit past it, but... They're not marquees. Yeah, no. But yeah. to me... That's right. If, if those not marquee players are your average, they're doing okay. but, yeah, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing about them that I fear. Yeah. No. no. Not yet. Um, and the thing, thing with the pickup story is that um, they're coming from clubs with successful systems. And so it's not so much what they're going to do on field. It's about how they're going to change the club off the field and obviously yeah. provide insight into those clubs. Or else they're looking at uh, getting players' mates in and then trying to get that player in. Just <laughs> yeah. get a bunch of the Brisbane, the Brisbane way. Yeah. Get a bunch of Richmond players up there and then make an offer for Dusty. Yeah, they Look, just kidnap them like the North Korea way. Again, you line up their list um, of eighteen and nineteen year olds. I say it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's not ready yet, obviously, and they've got to learn um, to play in the AFL system and, and whatever um, game style that they're trying to put together. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at uh, twenty twenty then. We'll start off with their. Uh, Ins. So uh, you did mention uh, the Tigers there, and Brandon Ellis has taken a, a too good to be true offer um, to go up to uh, Brizzy. I, I think it was something like six six hundred grand over three years yeah. is yeah. what it's rumored yeah. to be. I did like how Richmond supporters handled that though, because it's fair to say in the past they've been a little bit down on players who've left the club. Yeah. 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 But since they've had success, they're like, oh no, fuck it, go. We don't care. We have got a premiership mm. or two uh, now. Well, two. And when the numbers are thrown up, you know, I hope that even bloody uh, Dimmer went to him and go, mate, we can't match that. Exactly. Yeah. What, you fucking dumb? And I mean, if he doesn't try to get some sponsorship from Bolter Brewing up there, then he's, he's just kidding himself. <laughs> They've got sold for $150 million, so there's plenty of cash going around the Gold Coast at the moment. Well, maybe they could turn it into some sponsorship. Well, that is owned by, bought by CUB, so they could expand their portfolio oh, up, up yeah. north, which is now Asahi. But. Uh, Zach Smith has gone back home. Has uh, he really? Uh, obviously, yeah. started his career up at the Gold Coast and came down to Geelong for uh, more success. Yeah. Found out he was playing more VFL than AFL. Yeah. Um, very interesting, though, too, because... Uh, Ruck was one of the areas where Geelong really struggled this year. Yeah. 
and he couldn't get a game. As well, they had Radigalia stepped up and did a lot of things. Was a little he bit, but is back? It, yeah, he was more yeah. playing up forward even. Yeah. Um, I like the way he went about it though. Yeah. Um, stick to Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Zach Smith, last time he was there, I thought he looked like one of those players that were really going to kick on. Yeah. Um, so well, maybe this is the, the place where he gets a second chance. Now, is he? he's not, not too crazy. Old, no, is he? Like, no, he's not too crazy. Like 20s, like 27, 28? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, guess. I think 26 around there. Yeah. So I think he was an inaugural um, yeah, in Gold Coast. Yeah. So he's still got a fair bit of room for a Ruckman. Uh, yeah. So it'd be good to see if he gets proper game time. And I don't think he's got much competition in the Ruck. Well, Joe Witts, the... the, the well, of course, yeah. Talk a lot of teams are running two rucks, so... Right. You see, I've done my research. Talk about a ruckman taking a while and everything. I think it was Gorringe with his yeah. uh, his draft commentary, which was fucking fantastic, oh, yeah. to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah. He said, uh, if you're a 200-centimetre bloke, go in the AFL draft. you get picked up. Yeah. And I'll just assume you'll take four to five years to mature. <laughs> yeah. So if you're shit, you get four to five years, a couple hundred grand a year. You're fucking yeah. laughing. Exactly. If you're 200 centimetres, you've got five years grace. Yeah. yeah. There's a million bucks in your pocket. Yeah. Fucking go back to uni. That's it. Um... The other one I thought was interesting was Hugh Greenwood, um, obviously coming over from Adelaide, mm. who's been very, very handy and yeah. late to the AFL as well, so a mature age. Yep. Yeah, but I felt like uh, that was less, I want to go to Gold Coast, and was just anywhere but Adelaide. Yep, mm. absolutely. You got a feeling that he was not happy with how things were. And he was, wasn't the only bloke there. No. no they had, had a bit of an exodus in the end. Yeah, a little I mean, bit. don't give a, a shit bit. about anyone leaving Adelaide now. Originally, they were like, I'm ringing him up. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'm following around, he's chucking, <laughs> his, chucking his kid out in the dump. And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, it's another one, fuck it, we're over it. Yeah. Uh, but he played some good footy in the last couple of years yeah, in Adelaide. Yeah, he really did. Um, he, he was easily best 22 and oftentimes ended up in the best players for the week. And pops up on the score sheet very, very regularly. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, for a bloke that you sort of, you worry about their, you know, Betts or Walker um, or, or even Jenkins and you go, this little fucker's popped up for three goals again? Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck's on him? You know? Um, but anyway, he, hopefully he's happier up on the Gold Coast. Uh, they're outs. Uh, Michael Riscatelli has finally retired after the oh, AFL shit. tried to retire him the year before um, with the early uh, highlights package. But uh, oh, that's right, yeah. you got to say, for all the recycled players that have gone up there, he's probably been one of the better ones. Um, he's uh, given them yeah. good, good yeah. service. Got a bit of longevity out of him, I guess. Oh, actually, how long was he there for? Oh, I th- if not from the start, but close yeah, to it, I think. Yeah. Because he was a uh, Brisbane Lions best and fairest when he went over there. Yeah. Like, yep. Um, Tom Nichols has pulled the pin on his career. I think a little bit of head knocks, but also just not enjoying yeah. AFL footy. And, you know, you can understand that when you're suffering concussion as well as losing week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Um, he played some good footy at times. I thought he'd be handy, but you can tell if your heart's not in it, you don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Jack Martin. Um, who's a very interesting one because he's a, a former number, uh, sorry, former top 10 draft pick, but uh, they played hardball, wouldn't trade him to Carlton, so Carlton picked him up for nothing as a def- dealer Which is free agent. kind of crazy, yeah. Um, you expect to be a bit better at, at the negotiating table than that. Well, and- yeah, how do you take that? Because either they let him go for unders or yep. they let him go for nothing and send a message. Yeah, I mean... I feel like Carlton are a bit ruthless. They're all about, you know, backdoor deals. Just throw a bit of cash, you know, yeah. help them out. A bit of charity. See, what they should do now is that um, Sauce managed to get Martin to Carlton, get Sauce up to Gold Coast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sauce Why is not? all the way out, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's out. He's done, yeah. He's done. Done and dusted. Um, and then get him to draft the Suns and say, yeah, you know, you can still say. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he might get his old man up there for, for a coaching gig too, or a recruiting gig. Surge? No, no, no. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Son of sauce of sauce. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. I, um, I, I don't think Jack Silvani can recruit himself. Yeah. I think that would be frowned upon. Well, well, that happened in the AFLW. AFLW, Richmond yep. did it, yep. Um, and Callum Archie um, has gone home to uh, WA. It was, again, a handy player, mm-hmm. but it's the kind of player that they usually pick up in the off-season rather than get yeah. rid of. Yeah, well, he only went across town. Oh, sorry, he did too. He went to Brisbane, not to uh, uh, West Coast. He came over from there. Um, all right, so their draw for next year. Oh, sorry, no, that's it for the outs. Uh, there were some more, but there were rookies and... Um, players that uh, not even the Gold Coast people. Well, yeah, nothing yeah. and Wig. Um, actually, Wig came across from Adelaide just so uh, last year, I think. So um, he might find himself uh, getting a second chance, I reckon, in a couple of years after some state league footy. Yeah. Uh, they're double ups for next year. They've got Brisbane, obviously, uh, Port, Frio, Sydney, and Melbourne. So obviously, that's as generous as they could possibly be with yeah. their double ups. Well, the yeah. pro- problem with uh, AFL at the moment, I feel like. Um, it's, it's not evening out, but there's a whole lot more game styles to be able to win matches and put yourself in the running, right. and Gold Coast don't have any of them. No, not well, yet. So even when you look at double-ups, this is still not looking like Gold Coast can get 2-0 against many of those teams. Yeah, sometimes your what a team is good at in their game plan can be one of the rock, paper, scissors versus yeah. other teams. Like yeah. A long-kicking team will have a, an advantage over a, a possession-based team. A running team has an advantage over the long-kicking team, yep. that kind of stuff. But Gold Coast really don't excel in any one area. Like I said, we, we just don't know what their style is yet because they're not good enough to show us. Yeah, but I don't know whether yeah. the, it's the team not adapting to the style or the style not being chosen that benefits the team. I mean, it could be. And it's, generally, if your team isn't that skilled, which they've got plenty of skill, they just don't have yeah. the um, maturity, they go for hard. So you can be a, a tough-at-the-ball team if you lack a certain amount of polish. Yeah. But they don't have the mature bodies for that style either. So they're they're sort of they're not big enough to be tough, they're not quick enough to be quick, not long not not mature enough to play at a high level at any area except for innovation, if you like, yeah. or youthful exuberance. But at the same time you don't you don't want a game plan that's going to try and get you four wins this year instead of three, you know what I mean? They are looking at okay, where are we going to be in in two or three years time? What kind of footy do we want that team to be playing? Yeah. We need to start teaching it now. Yeah, and also it requires a bit of a investment and commitment from your players going to stay there. And that's yep. why I think the likes of Brennan Osgood up there and showing how you, how you actually train, not how you play, yes. but how you train, yep. is going to make a massive difference on, on how that actually works. Um, uh, so I think that's the first change you make 
And the coaches can have the best plan or whatever, but if they don't have the people on the field to be able to follow through with the coaches, um, yep. then it's not going to make a whole lot of difference because you, you need those people to, I don't know, it's almost like if there's coaches are always like the father figures, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yep. easier in your private time when they're not around to not not, not, not listen to them, but yeah. not take it as seriously as you should. And go off the rails like they have. Yeah. And, and that's probably why in the off-season they made a big play for uh, Sean Burgoyne. Yeah. Um, which, oh, and they should have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What they should have done. It didn't work, but you know what? You, you've got to throw your hat in the ring. I would have given him five. Uh, I, I would have too, without joking. I, he, would, he wouldn't yeah. play those five. No. But if you get, get him in the Guernsey, that's yeah. your job done. And what's yep. the AFL going to do? Find them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's not the only player out there they could have gone for, you know. Yeah, um, you spent a lot of time on him, but uh, Grant Birchall went up to Brisbane. Why mm. couldn't? Why not put some time into him as well? Yep. Um, mm. There are other players out there as well. I think what they desperately need is a don't fuck up my club player. Yeah. Just a player who burns to put the Guernsey on, and I don't see any of them like that. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like the culture isn't one that generates success or pride that much. In the last few years, they've got, got what a combined total of ten wins. Yeah, something like mm. that. Um, but it's hard to be proud of the club when you're pulling that on. Yeah. But uh, plenty of other teams have had that sort of lack of success, like Melbourne being uh, one that's been recent, and you know throwing Carlton as well, even though they've had premierships that people have been alive for. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very rich in that too. Not this century. But. Yeah, well, people have yeah. lived through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's... You need that player who, if someone's out of line, they're willing to pull them straight back in line to say, yeah. you know, don't disrespect my club. I think they've got it. I think they've got a, good, a lot of young leadership. Yeah. But no one who's that... Uh, I guess died in the wool loves the club, won't let anyone mess it up for well, kind of thing. Well, and obviously they're a young club, so they've had, there's nobody who was barracked for Gold Coast growing up. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh, they didn't exist. And all their club legends aren't there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Their last, you know, I think this year, I don't know who won their best and fairest this year, um, but it'll be the first year in the last couple where the best and fairest hasn't left at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably swallow. Or the captain, sorry. Yep. The captains, captains haven't always left. always leave, yeah. That's been two, and two uh, th- last three captains have left them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once they left the side. Uh, who's in for a big year? I mean, I hope it's going to be some of the young lads. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I hope to see Rankine have a good good year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not expecting a hell of a lot from him. No. Uh, Lukosius really? and Rankine King all lining up for their second year. Yeah. And you know how much I believe in the second year blues. And also, when we say a big year, we're not expecting much. No. So a big year is playing consistent footy, uh, getting on the park consistently. Well, you're not expecting, you know, three, four goals a game and, no, no. and 30 possessions. But if you're consistently getting 20 possessions and using yeah. them well, I think that's that's a good yeah, result for exactly those players. That's exactly what I was thinking. 22, 23 yeah. touches yeah. a game for those two, yeah. Lukosius and Renkin. And clangers and turnovers, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Just how you use the ball is going to be the biggest, most important factor for those kids. Well, I think the the big year they need is Ellis. Yeah, he's going to he's going to need to be the on field leadership. Yep. That uh, well, they recruited him for. Well, what's his decision making like uh, in the back I mean, lines for the Tigers? Not great, not great. Um, definitely but, don't put him on the left wing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he has one foot. Yeah. Yep. But he, you know, he's got guts. He's got determination. He's got one hundred percent effort. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah. How long's his uh, contract? Three years. Uh minimum, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Three at six hundred a year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could be one of those players that you do turn into. Don't fuck up my club. Yeah. If he's that yeah. elder statesman, he's he's not going to be the. I don't see them making him captain. I think that'd be a bad move. Yeah. But I can see him being sort of the vice captain, the 
you know, captain blood and guts kind of thing yeah. out there if they need him to you be there. still be an on-field leader. Exactly. And he's yeah. got that pride in himself that hopefully he just bleeds out to the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, Off the top of my head, he'd be the only premiership player on their list. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's somebody that you can um, set the example. Um, yeah. Even if he's not a, a marshalling or a general or, a yeah. you know, a highly skilled player – you're right. His dedication um, on the field is, is well, and also enough. off the field, because yeah. his ability to prepare himself it has to be excellent. Because yep. if you're if you're not training the house down, Richmond ain't giving you a game. Yeah, yeah. And, and he came back from you know yeah. stints in the VFL. Exactly. He played, year. I think, the most consecutive games besides Deladio, yep. and then got dropped in important games yep. and went back and worked on what he needed to work in. Yep. Got a lot fitter as well. Um, and he made himself be able to play at multiple positions. Uh, he can push in the midfield. So it's a lot for his back. temperament. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah. too, Gold Coast need that attitude because at the moment, if you're a skilled player, you're getting a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can, if you're not injured. Yeah, yeah. You can sort of not slack off, but not, not mentally be dialed in in your no. training mm. and still get a gig. Uh, the positions, there's no pressure on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even with yeah. Ellis not being captain, uh, you would hope not, yeah, still you know, he'd have to be in very close uh, conversations with Stewie Jew yeah. just to have, give that feedback coming back from the group and see what's going on and even coming up with different ways that Stewie Jew can coach because yeah. he's been part of a successful club that built themselves from last or yeah. second last from the doldrums yeah without, without the doldrums so they know what it takes and they've got a system that has has been replicated but it's not so much about the system that you play it's about the culture that you create yeah. behind yeah. behind the games you can have a system that has to suit your group um, but there has to be a culture that supports that well that's what I mean the, the coach can set the standard but it's the players and the peers around them that make sure that standard is enforced yeah. yeah and Gold Coast don't have that at the moment uh, Ellis is one of the players that could start instigating that yep Absolutely. So getting a bunch of people who are willing to say, nah, that's not happening at my club. Uh, pull your head in or us, we're going to find yeah. you ourselves yeah. or dr- drop you, whatever. All right, so who's on the chopping block this year then uh, for uh, the Gold Coast? I mean, fucking everyone, really. But I think this is going to be the one where Stewie Jew is it, actually... It's, uh, it's funny, isn't that. it? It's everyone, but it's no one at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Because there isn't pressure on those positions. But Well, yeah. every player on their list has potential. And if... At the end of the season, you know, pick random five players. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast decide, no, we're parting ways with you. They'll be looked at by the teams, but they won't be getting top dollar. Well, especially if, you know, they uh, muck around and get more uh, top 10 draft picks and in next year's draft. If you've got to add another three players in the, the say, top 20 picks, you know. Yeah. There's three other players you've got to make spots for, don't you? Um, so I've had a look at their list, and they've got a lot of uh, journeymen you know, and filler type players that they've yep. picked up over the last couple of years that haven't really kicked on yet. And I'm thinking like Jordan Mur- Murdoch, uh, Holland Smith, uh, yeah. Corey Ellis, yep. who's two years up there now, and uh, Miles as yeah. well, who's at his third club. Yeah, yeah. And- now, especially those last two guys, again, from Richmond, from a successful yep. um, uh, club and system that went up there and weren't getting the opportunities at Richmond. Yeah. Went up there and you go, what have you done, mate? Well, that's it. And then when they did get the opportunities, like Miles especially, uh, one of the best VFL players he had consistently yep. year after year. But when he got the shot in the, in the AFL, just never really stepped up. And so you were hoping to see more out of him when he went up to Gold Coast. A um, bit less pressure on him, yep. but didn't really come through. So you have to say that he's definitely on the chopping block. Well, there's those <laughs> kind of players at that age as well. Yep. When they've gone so heavy in drafting mm. that you go, well, Guys, you're here because we need warm bodies. Yeah, um, you've got to make a case and they for get yourself. Them for basically, nothing. Yeah, and you've got to make a case for yourself. You know, in the next couple of years, yep. in order to stay. 
He but it's hope that they've got people coming through that can push them out. Yeah, so exactly. Make, they have to, the young kids have to make it an easy choice for the coach to be like, all right, well, he's done. Yeah. Well, it's also the factor that they don't need more youth. Yeah. Uh, their 2020 draft picks, they should fucking trade them as much as possible to get players in. Like, mm. If it means you trade off a couple of draft picks for, um, I don't know, who's, if you could trade three top 20 picks for a nat five, you fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Fuck trade five top twenty drafts, yeah, yeah, whatever. Exactly, but but that's not going to happen. But no. there, there's going to be um, there'll be an emerging know, player, who, elite talent available. Yeah, like it won't be a Bond to Pelly, but maybe a Jack McRae, for Look, example, or uh, a Dunkley. Yeah, uh, those kind of guys. I mean, you you're not going to get the, the ones we named, but there are big names that move clubs. Yeah, you know? um, you, you've got a chance to make a make a play for them. Yeah, um, and these guys are probably ones that are going to have to move on. Hmm. Um. One uh, stat we want to bring in now is uh, coaching pressure. So how much pressure is the coach under after we had, what, we have four or five um, finish up last year. Yeah. So, you know, blood was in the water. So this will be Stewie Jew's third year. He's gone four wins, three wins. So how much pressure do you think he's under? Oh, eight. Eight well, out of ten? Yeah. Ten being obviously you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. And one out of ten being you've just won yeah. a flag. Ten yep. is when the board says we're right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not expecting on-field results. I'm expecting... Some, just basically just pride in the club. Yeah. yeah, have a, a system in place that's uh, realistic, uh, achievable, and you can show that you're going to be able to do that. I think he's under quite a lot of pressure, but who's on their board? Does anyone know if oh, they had? No yeah. uh, Tony Cochran. Yeah. Because yeah. The, he's the president of the club, I think. Yeah, right. Or is he the CEO? I've got GM, CEO, president. Whatever, he's on the board. So, yeah, he's there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so, oh, well, okay. obviously, he's, he's mm, not, not too adverse to putting someone <laughs> under the pump. So, you'd have to say that Struzzi's under quite a bit of pressure. Well, I'm I'm going a little bit less. I said six out of ten because yeah. like uh, wins aren't what they're after. Yeah, uh, especially the way that they've attacked the draft. Yeah, you know, and they've got uh, Anderson and uh, Raul um, picks one and two this year, plus some others. You know, early on. Yeah. So you can see that they've gone. We've got all these kids. You know, yep. they're uh, eighteen and nineteen year olds. Like that's their core. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're not looking for. Six, eight wins this year. Yeah. See, I'm going with eight as well, but I think Stewie Jew does have a good idea of what he's doing, obviously, and I think he's got a good system in place that will show to the board that he's going to do it. So I would say after about round five, he's (coughs) not going to have good results, but I think you'll see something on the Gold Coast. See, that boards aren't logical or patient. So even if Dew is doing the right things, getting the youth in for success in three or four years, he ain't going to be there. If they don't have success in the next year, uh, he'll be in deep shit. And if the first well, few rounds of 2021, they're not getting wins yeah. on the board, he's cactus. 2021, he's in trouble. Yep. Yeah. The thing uh, is, I don't expect them to be able to run out a whole game to be yeah. able to beat teams. Yeah, but exactly. I think they'll show, if they can show fight for, you know, two, three, three quarters, some of that will get wins. Um, but, but you want to see those young kids be able well, to make well, smart decisions. What would you say decisions. is their marquee game, really? Because I know they've got the, qu- the Q clash, but that's, you know, who cares? Round one, I think, I'd say. I don't know who they're but I'm thing, thinking yeah. they can it, get, off, get off through a good start. <coughs> if they're ahead yeah. by half time round one, I'd say that's a win. Um, double ups against Melbourne. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they play up in Cairns. You know, that's it's got to be something exciting. Be something. You're yeah. right. They've got to make something um, mm. exciting out of them. But I mean, uh, they are at the point where they could be one and eleven, and you go, you know what? But I've seen something. Yeah. You know yeah. what? They, that King's starting to clunk some big marks. And yeah. Oh look, I look understand. That run through the middle. I understand rational optimism. I mean, fuck, I'm an expert at. That. But um, I, I don't see that happening while the the club's not showing um the hunger that you need like mm, mm. teams if they if they just play and suck 
you can handle it if you see the players hurting and hungry. But when they just sort of accept, oh, well, we got fucked. Yeah. What are you doing this yeah. weekend? Um, that's when supporters get shitty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, lastly, then we've done our ladder predictors uh, for 2020. Josh, where do you see Gold Coast finishing? See, I've got a, I'm, I'm actually a big believer in them. I think they can do really well uh, compared to the last few seasons. So I've got them 17th, uh, which is actually up. So, yeah. I mean, 17th, if they did finish 17th, you've got to say, you know what, you've done it right. Well, you have done somebody. shit, is what I'm, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm not quite as optimistic as Josh. I've actually got finishing 19th. <laughs> <laughs> Fitzroy's got to come back yeah. and beat them. <laughs> call the Cannons getting a call-up. Southport Sharks. Yeah, I think they'll lose the international rules game as well. <laughs> I've got yeah. Ireland ahead of them. I've got to finish in dead last, but I tell you what, if there is no talk of a priority pick at the end of the season, yeah. eh, they've done it right. Yeah. But anyway. All right, that'll do us for the Gold Coast. Yeah, yep. Good luck. Right, peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.